What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 109 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Haley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. Today, we are going to take a deep dive in the uncomfortable truth of DMP, or otherwise known as 2-4 denotropin. Oh, man, there's going to be some hurt feelings today. I encourage everyone to listen to this because there is some very poor information and some very idiotic statements being made on social media. And say, I'm going to clear all those up. Hey, hey. Don't be mad at me. It's just the data, fam. I'm just sharing research. I'm just sharing data. I'm explaining the MOAs. I'm explaining the research that we do have on this. I'm going to really take a deep dive in this drug for you. So have your notepads ready. I would encourage you to have your notepads ready. This is going to be deep. As always, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements, episode 109. Understand I am not a doctor. Anything that I talk about on my podcast, I am not recommending you to utilize. I'm not recommending you to partake in. It is for educational purposes only. Let's go in, take a deep dive together. I'll see you inside. Man, you guys, I, I, I think this is the most excited I've ever been for a podcast. Yeah. So this is DMP is something I've wanted to talk about for the longest time. And there's a few reasons why I first want to start this with a couple disclaimers. Number one, I have DMP's the most complicated drug there is in bodybuilding by far period bar none. Right. It makes insulin look like look like it's a fucking crayon. Like it's so difficult to understand this drug. There are so few people who understand this drug. And I take amazing pride in being able to thoroughly explain, educate and inform on this drug based off of a lot of anecdote, a lot of research um, and, and, you know, case studies that have gone back to the early 1900s on this drug. Why am I so obsessed with this drug? So I want to talk about how I found out about this drug. So about six, six and a half years ago, um, I was at University of Cincinnati and I've told you guys this story. I've told the story on the podcast for right about how I used to check out all the books. I would check out, you know, the physiology books, the um, the biochemistry books, the kinesiology, yeah. and I would just read yeah. front to back. Yep. And then, you know, I, I nailed all those and I got obsessed with how PEDs enhance human performance. Okay. And so you start getting into like the nursing books, the drug uses um, uh, books, um, the pharmacology books, the pharmacokinetics, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You mm-hmm. start really being able to understand what like not just how much and what's supposed to happen, but why it's happening. Um, almost the physiology of each drug, mm-hmm. um, if you will, okay. if you'll allow physiology to kind of you know transform in that mold, right? Sure. And to me, it's so fascinating. Sure. Just understanding, sure. you know, you take a little bit of testosterone, and this is what happened. Well, wow! If you add uh, nandrolone on top of testosterone, this happens. What yeah. if you had a primabolin on top of here, and then you know your SHBG goes too high, you start plateauing a little bit. You can add some anadrolone. It's and amazing. How they react with one another. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can mold the body. You can almost. Uh, genetically troubleshoot the body based off of um, you know performance enhancing drugs, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't. But I'm going to categorize um, for the sake of conversation here: DMP, um, you know, uh, Cytomel, um, T4, um, um, all of these items. I'm going to categorize them all as PEDs here, right? Because you know, PED, I guess it can stand for physique enhancing drug as well, <laughs> right? Like, why can't we be dynamic with it? Sure. So I was reading one day and I was reading about uncouplers mm-hmm. and I didn't know what an uncoupler was. I remember you mentioned yeah. these to me. And yeah. uncouplers are so, so, so fascinating. Mm-hmm. An uncoupler is anything that disrupts 
uh, consecutive functions from happening within the body, mm-hmm. right? If it disrupts a normal bodily function like DMP does with, with the Krebs cycle, like we're going to get into here, it's called an uncoupler. And in this, I learned about oxidative uncouplers. When oxidative uncouplers, obviously uncouplers that focus around energy mm-hmm. and how energy is moved and utilized within the body. Okay. And in there, I learned about this thing. It was called 2,4-denitropanol. And I was like, okay, you know what's 2,4-denitropanol? It covered it very briefly in this. It said that it used to be an anti-obesity drug. Uh-huh. Uh, it used to be used as an anti-aging um, um, uh, drug. Um, but, you know, it was missed. Uh, well, I, I'm going to get into why it was pulled from the market here a little bit. But, it, you know, it was pulled from the market, but the results were so fascinating on it. Mm-hmm. And this is before I was into bodybuilding, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I wanted to be into it. Um, I just, I hadn't taken the deep dive in. So I remember that night, I look up 2,4-denitropanol. And remember, I had just read how it was utilized in, um, you know, pharmacies and hospitals and, and treating real world and real life issues for about 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I start reading about 2,4-denitropanol and it's all these horror stories, all these terrifying things. I'm like, well, this is interesting because, and again, the way my brain works is like, if I read something that's really good, yeah. really bad, I never believe it. Yeah, because that's never the truth. Right. The truth always lies somewhere in a pretty pedestrian manner. The truth is usually something that's not very drastic. And the truth is usually something. This isn't just about drugs. This is anywhere in life. The truth is usually, you know, somewhere in between what two people are saying. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know. I, you sift through all the, oh my God, it's going to kill you and all that stuff. Sure. Well, I just read how there wasn't a confirmed death that ever actually came from DMP. It's it's the same case of like back when marijuana exactly. or even alcohol, it right? Is. It's like, so I'm going to make a lot of correlations you. today between alcohol because there's, you know, there's schools of alcohol. There's three schools of alcohol. There's people who utilize alcohol to enhance their life. Yep. That's how I use alcohol. That's how yep. we use alcohol. Yep. There's people who are like, don't drink alcohol. You're going to get a car crash and die. Yep. And there's people who are like, oh, yeah, fucking alcohol. Like, give me more, give me more. Right. Yep. Well, DMP split up in the exact same school okay. of thought. Okay. Whereas marijuana, everyone I feel like is kind of like chilling with it now. Right. And I, I say everyone loses. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, maybe like 10 years ago, it was way different. Yeah. Yeah. There okay. were people like, it's going to kill you. And yeah. We're going to kill you. Like, maybe our parents like, might still think that. <laughs> it's like the shit you saw. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me the dare stuff or like if you smoked you'd start tripping and yeah. shit yeah yeah and just yeah. hallucinate or if you yep. have sex your penis is gonna like be infected with stuff <laughs> i didn't know that one yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that just made me really want to have sex <laughs> but i also want to attack this from as unbiased as approach as i can and understand when i talk about bias it's because i love this drug yep. it doesn't mean i use it in everyone i would say i maybe use it in like 20 25 percent of contest prep athletes because uh-huh. you know the shoe has to fit right it's mm-hmm. a tool that's in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. So I became obsessed with 2,4-denitropanol. I started reading about it. I started researching it. The more I, I read every study, I think there's like 36 studies that I've referenced on iron intellects for a DMP. And well, whatever, if we can find those and put those in the podcast notes. I can that try. Can be yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, so I, there's like 36 studies in there. Um, and, and there's so much actual um, relatable uh, information out on it that, you know, if you're being educated from a forum, oh my God, if you're being educated from someone who's like super salty about something that happened on mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. oh my God, like we have to be intelligent, individuals, sure. right? We need to think from a logical perspective. And so 
I look at a DMP, I realize it was first used as an anti-obesity therapy in the 1930s. It was used some in the 1900s, 10s, 20s, and the 30s became big. Um, and in about 36 in America, they ceased usage. Uh, about 50s or 60s um, uh, in most countries, they cease usage. Now, the, the main point of this was to yeah. uh, attack obesity. Yeah, the main point was to attack obesity. That was back when countries were actually trying to get it under control. Yeah. Um, and they, they were using uh, T3 at uh-huh. the time, but they realized, well, DMP is actually a much safer alternative to T3. Okay. And then they backtracked on that. And I want to tell you why they backtracked. So first, I want to let you know that there's over 100,000 human subjects that have been studied with DMP supplementation. Over 100,000. And if I actually pulled up all those studies that I said I reference on Iron Intellects, um, I think we're going to find another about 150, 170,000 people in there. Okay. So there's around 300,000 total. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did not put in the effort to go look through all of those today when I was making all of this. OK, um, so since then, it's been accessible. It's just. Why is it rarely accessible or hard to come by? Well, it's hard to make properly. It's hard to cap properly, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not going to get into the chemistry of how you make this. I'm not a fucking drug dealer. And personally, I've never done it. I just know how it's supposed to be done. <laughs> yeah. And I hope- Could you imagine <laughs> sitting in the kitchen capping that? No, I, I could not. Well, I couldn't because everything it touches turns like yellow. It gets dyed yellow. Oh, really? Like a deep That's yellow. a reaction that happens? It, it's, it's just, it's used as a dye. Oh. It's an extra, like your hands will just have yellow. If you just touch a little bit, yeah. like your hands will have yellow on it for a week, maybe. Like um, Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so you definitely like don't want to get off clothes or anything. Um, but right now, it's currently being studied again as an anti-aging drug in the Middle East. And the Middle East is usually far ahead of everyone else in this stuff. They're much more liberal in their approach with science uh-huh. and their fi- their corrections to um, you know human error. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like at least in health. Okay. Um, and you know, America is always really, really, really far behind. One of the reasons it was banned is because in the overweight population, it was being used in folks with extreme excess body fat. How DMP works, I'm going to get into the you know extremely deep pharmacology here in a little bit, but essentially it forces energy to be burned off as heat and expelled as heat. So in individuals who aren't, who you know, are in good shape or who are rather lean, it's not that bad of a heat effect. The issue is when heat has to travel through a ton of fat mm-hmm. to get to the surface of the skin, it's not like there's a quick shot for it right can, can we clarify extremely obese people yeah like people who are like over 30 i, I believe that you had to be over 33 percent body fat to okay. use this so i mean that's pretty i mean a third of your body weight that's fat. big yeah that's big yeah and yeah so and you take into account maybe um for for folks like that you know their lean body mass is so low mm-hmm. and th- their lean body mass was only built from how much fat they have to carry around yeah um you know commonly okay. uh so it, it was it was people that was like over 30 33% body fat here. So they were experiencing subtle hypothermia, but hold on to that thought of hypothermia due to their body not being healthy enough to control the thermoregulatory homeostasis. And what was interesting about the hypothermia is scientists and doctors never really actually define as hypothermia. They kind of just left it as a cliffhanger because their internal body temperature wasn't rising. Mm-hmm. Whereas hypothermia, your internal body temperature is changing, mm-hmm. but DMP doesn't elevate your internal body temperature um, unless you're supplementing with T3 as well. Uh, so your body temperature stays the same or goes down. And the reason it goes down is because with DMP usage, it burns, um, you know, makes your metabolism burn so hard that we'll see oftentimes a downregulated thyroid output along with the usage of DMP. Uh, two reasons why it doesn't matter much is one, DMP is going to burn so much fucking energy. This doesn't matter. 
it's still going to work. You're still going to see the results. And number two, as soon as DMP usage is stopped, that thyroid clicks right back in. It's not like the rebound is from supplementing with T3 during a contest prep where your thyroid was shut down completely because we were taking exogenous hormone. It's not like that at all. Your thyroid just realized it didn't need to work as hard. Mm. So it just rested. It did what it needed to do. It turned over enough T4 into T3 so that you had enough to like cover the bases, right? Mm-hmm. But your, t- your thyroid is going to actually downregulate slightly. Mm-hmm. So this is going to cool your body off. Mm-hmm. And so DMP actually, when you're on it, your temperature will very commonly decrease. You'll never see an increase unless you are supplementing with thyroid. When you're supplementing with thyroid hormone, even at supra physiological levels, which I'm going to talk about levels here later on in the podcast, probably about a fucking hour from now. Um, even when dosing super physiological levels of DMP and thyroid hormone, your internal body temperature only raises one degree. I'm going to talk about the proton gradient here really soon. To fully understand DMP, it has to get pretty fucking nerdy at times, but I do think in the notes I've laid out that it's going to be easier to follow. I, I, I hope that it is. This is just such a complex drug. So it can't raise your body temperature unless you're taking super physiological doses um, along with uh, high T3 readings, um, which the high T3 readings would be categorized as like high end performance readings, right? Or super physiological doses, like three or four times the amount that would be recommended by a doctor. It would be three times the performance dosage. Okay. So the performance dosage, um, again, I'm going to touch on this a little bit later. Um, like the max end of performance doses is five milligrams per kilo mm-hmm. uh, of body weight. Mm-hmm. And so you would essentially, yeah, do like three, three or four times that. Okay. That's a lot of DMP. Sure. That's the, like, you can't even afford that much DMP. Yes. It's not possible. Like, I mean, if you're taking that much, you're asking, it's, it's almost like, um, like, like that would literally, if we're acquainted to alcohol, since I said it's a pretty, um, this is a pretty common, uh, playing ground here. I mean, it would be like going out and you say you're going to go the whole night and you, in the first hour, you know, you take 12 shots of tequila. You kill a bottle. Who's going to do that? Yeah. Like, like you're going to be fucked up. You're going to black. Bad things are going to happen. Yeah, you right? might hurt yourself. Whatever. But also, you yeah. probably can't fucking afford that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You probably can't afford $100, $100 worth of shots per hour. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with DMP okay. here, right? Okay. Um, so what they were experiencing was just the heat was taking longer to get through. And so these people were just like kind of complaining. It was more so complaints that were coming about, right? Mm. If you look up deaths, since the 1900s attributed to DMP. You'll see that on average, I have this later on in my notes. I told you guys I'm gonna hop around a lot because I'm just going to, this drug's just complex. On average, there's about three deaths attributed to DMP per year. Okay. For say ephedrine, which is a very commonly used stimulant, um, there's about 500 Mm -hmm. deaths. Mm -hmm. For clombuterol, a very commonly used drug, there's about 280. Mm -hmm. DMP's three. Since the 1990s. Since 1900s. 1900s. And we're, we're freaking out about its, its safety. Anyways, I will continue here. <laughs> so I also want to disclaim this with, I am very well connected in this industry. I know a lot of coaches. I've talked to a lot of coaches. I, I Coaches and I are constantly sharing ideas. We're constantly growing from one another. We're constantly evolving. There's two coaches that I know. And then there's two people that I do not know, but I have seen their work on DMP mm-hmm. who understand this drug to the level that I say is acceptable. Mm-hmm. One of them I want to get on this podcast, Alex Keichel. I really want to get him on this podcast. I think he understands DMP probably better than anyone else, mm-hmm. um, including myself. Mm-hmm. I would say confidently there's five people in America that understand this drug. Okay. 
I, I've looked everywhere. Yeah. And I, I've been upset. I've talked to everyone about it. Mm -hmm. And most people come back with the same thing they say. Do you well, it's dangerous. Well, what's dangerous? Nothing's black and white. What is dangerous? Because taking testosterone is dangerous as well. Okay. Going out drinking with your friends is dangerous as well. Sure. Marijuana can be dangerous as well. Sure. Sitting on this couch in front of this window in a very nice neighborhood when we're exposed to the street is dangerous as well. Yeah. Okay. So what do you mean by dangerous? Yeah. Because dangerous is only dangerous if you allow it to be, if you don't respect something. Yeah. If I don't respect my neighbors, I ding dong ditch them every night and I egg their fucking house. Well, yeah, it's going to be dangerous to fucking live here, right? <laughs> Something's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. If I don't respect how powerful uh, alcohol is and I get behind the vehicle, the, the wheel of a vehicle and yep. I fucking kill myself, well, I didn't respect how dangerous that yeah, was. Yeah. Right? So, so what is dangerous? So you said that you, there's probably five people in your head. I think there's five people that okay. understand this drug. Yeah. Have you gone deep into forums of deep medical? There's people? not a single forum I haven't read. So are there medical professionals within those no. forums you would assume? No. No? I would not say there's a single medical professional. I've, I've read their work that I can't pick apart. It's not good. Okay. So but you, but you they don't, don't have any anecdote. That's the issue. Sure, if you don't have anecdote. it's not used anymore. Yeah, because they can't so are, use it. Yeah. If you don't have anecdote, you can't understand this drug. So is if anybody studying? Never, is there, are there scientists who are studying yeah, in a controlled space? In America and the Middle East right now. America yeah. has been postponed due to COVID. My understanding is in the Middle East, it is still happening in America. And that's for the anti-aging. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in the Middle East, anti-aging. Yep. In America, anti-cancer. Okay. Um, okay. Because DMP targets and attacks active cancer cells. Mm. It actually kills active cancer cells. Okay. And so, you know, like after a procedure, done to remove like cancerous tumor or something what they're studying right now is can we supplement with low dose dmp i think um like 0.3 milligrams per kilogram or something like that so that's below a health dose of mm -hmm. dmp which a health dose is what was prescribed back when they were using this in the hundreds tens 20s 30s 40s uh, 50s 60s um if we can give this to patients to attack the cancer cells to prevent them from multiplying, mm -hmm. uh, you know, after the procedure is is done and recovered, mm -hmm. or if we can find someone who's in stage one and has issue, if we can control the spot with, you know, X, Y, or Z treatment, but then also dose DMP in here as well to help attack it from spreading or prevent mm -hmm. it from spreading. Mm -hmm. And there's been amazing promise back in like the 70s or 80s on this, um, on it being anti-cancer the mm. issue is the funding ran out mm. and then the funding ran out and it wasn't supported because around the 80s the fda came out and said hey you know don't take that um you know it's toxic and you know kind of like how they do with testosterone mm -hmm. if i don't take that how's it toxic what, what do you mean it's toxic it's the it's fda considers testosterone toxic yeah that's even why though there's a, testosterone replacement no so the so, so why is it illegal it's illegal because there's supposed side effects yeah right but what that's what's interesting about it that's why it's so hypocritical yeah like it's a what is it like a schedule three substance like, i the, mean you get a felony for fucking <clears throat> anabolic steroids imagine the t uh, side effects of the covid vaccine yeah, that's coming yeah, out i mean <laughs> literally and, and actually it's funny because i have that point in here um as i'm discussing the the moa next which the moa is going to you know really be enlightening to a lot sure. of fucking people um i have it in here like now compare this to uh, anything compared to yeah. allergy medicine yeah, yeah, yeah. go look on the back of your allergy medicine and look what the uh, the common side effects are dude can it's i tell terrifying. you this has nothing to do with dmp can i tell yeah, you funny story absolutely I so uh my mom we were in uh jonesboro for yeah. thanksgiving so my parents <clears throat> my mom's been going to a massage therapist and she did something that tweaked her back okay um got sciatic, sciatic nerve sciatica, sciatic nerve yeah. yeah so she did something where tweaked her sci yeah. sciatic nerve and so she couldn't move my mom's okay. 55 yeah. so she's having a hard time getting up and sitting down yeah my dad had a leftover uh 
What was it? God, what was it? And it was, he said it was anti inflammatory. Yeah. But it was, uh, oh no, like a heavy painkiller or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so my mom's a wuss when it comes yep. to that kind of shit. Like she, yeah. she, she got prescribed hydrocodone when she had her some teeth pulled. Yeah. And she was loopy as fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and dude, she was just all over the place sitting there like, Oh no! Like melted, a, like, like melted yeah. out, couldn't function. Yeah, I love. <laughs> We're that. eating dinner, and yeah. so she says, "No, just shit. Charlie, my mouth is kind of dry." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he goes, "Well, that's one of the side effects." And she goes, "What are the other side effects?" <laughs> and he says, "You know, you'll get a little groggy and stuff, and yeah. whatever your typical side effects." <laughs> and she goes, "I can't. I, I'm having a hard time speaking." <laughs> Some like basic. Your her, mom could handle her, it at all. He gave her four milligrams. No. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Dude, but see that so shit funny. right there happens. But it's side effects. And, yeah. So like, and that's and when side I cover the MLA of this, you yeah. guys are gonna be like, oh anyway, my god, this is hilarious. I thought you get a kick out that of that. That is awesome. I, I can't <laughs> believe you didn't tell me that earlier. That's fucking hilarious. So, like I said, I would say there's about five people understand this drug. Um, it's really honestly easy when you do a deep dive into DMP, like who the fuck understands it and who the fuck doesn't understand it. Like, I mean, like anything common, but like, so, so, so there's like commonalities that are said with DMP. Um, like, well, it, it's it, um, it felt like it was melting my insides. Uh-huh. Well, research says it's not true. Research of 300,000 people because of the heat, true, yeah, okay. Um, or it's uh, it's uh, it caused me to be extremely dehydrated. Well, <clears throat> you, you didn't hydrate enough, you didn't understand that the water turnover here you have to replace that, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime there's more water going out, you have to just have, have some coming in, or it's really hard to see how the physique looks because of the water retention here. Well, that means you don't know how to run the cycle mm-hmm. uh, correctly to not allow water retention to accumulate. Or, you know, training just got so hard and I was so tired. I couldn't even stand up, uh, you know, from the couch any longer. So we probably, um, you know, weren't eating enough fructose, which is like fruits, which I'm going to cover in here. Or, you know, maybe we ran it too long. Mm. So, you know, like the commonalities that you hear with DMP, you can you can weed out very quickly who's intelligent, and who's not on the drug by the way they talk about it. Right. Okay. Um, and so so it's it's it's. It, it's MOA is very, very, very easy to understand, but the way that the physiology of the human body responds to it is kind of a deep dive. So what does MOA I'm stand dive for? In. The mechanism of action or method of action. Okay. Um, either of those are kind of acceptable in literature. So, or mode of action. Okay. Uh, mode of action is the third one. Um, I might be forgetting. Some, so but all so of those are acceptable. What, and what does that define? That's how this drug works. Got it. That's just, how does it, how does it's uh, how does its actions take place in the body? Got it. Essentially, it's the pathway of its work. So its method of action is to disrupt the ETC. That's the electron transport chain. Remember this. Okay, ETC is electron transport chain. I feel like I'm probably going to talk about it a lot here um, you know, over time. This causes an exchange of protons. Um, this exchange of protons is essentially what's responsible for turning adenosine diphosphate into adenosine triphosphate. Adenosine diphosphate is obviously a DP and ATP is adenosine triphosphate. That's what's used for every muscular contraction that the human body experiences. You're texting on the phone, you're using ATP. You're working out, using ATP. You're going for a walk with a dog, you pull the dog's leash back, you're using ATP, right? Nothing, nothing can stop the disruption of this process once it starts. 
DMP works no matter what because it disrupts this process. That's his mode of action, and it works in 100% of people every single time. Nothing stops the electron transport chain. Nothing stops the uninhibited exchange of protons. Protons are just being exchanged at essentially lightning fucking speed inside, right? DMP works no matter what. You can come and you have extremely low T3 and you're like, I've never been able to, you know, lose fat, right? There's someone who's extremely overweight um, and, and, you know, they have hypothyroid and I can't drop body fat for anything. DMP, you will drop body fat mm-hmm. on DMP. What's also cool about DMP is your body's always remembering how things work, why things work and how it happened, right? So one kind of un, um, commonly misunderstood Side effect of DMP is how's come when I come off DMP and I continue to diet, the results happen faster. Well, your body learned how to turn over protons so quickly. Mm -hmm. Your body learned how to oxidize fat at such a high level because DMP taught it to, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So kind of learning that and teaching your body how to utilize fat when you feel like you've never been able to drop body fat is massive. Will Will that adaptation go away over time? Um, that's a good question. See, over time would be like 10 plus years down the road. Like immediately, no, it won't. So um, like in two years. In two years, I would say no. Okay. I, I, I would think as long as you're still active with the lifestyle, mm-hmm. as long as you're still living it, your body's still going to remember what you did. And, and so you've almost you tricked it. your body to you function have. a certain way. You have, and to function at a more optimal output level. Interesting. It's really fucking okay. cool, right? It almost changes your homeostasis because yeah. it challenges your homeostasis okay. so hard. Nothing can, dis- can disrupt the electron transfer chain. Mm-hmm. DMP is the only thing it can. Only an oxidative uncoupler can. There's other kinds of oxidative uncouplers as well, but none of them are um, available enough none of them even have any research on them to you know be able to talk about here um but they all were kind of rather similarly although one is apparently 50 times stronger than dmp um, which is absolutely bonkers like like i'm not sure what 50 times stronger means why would you um, even need that I, I i know like dmp is so efficient if, if three times the the normal dose is extreme yeah 50 times 50, that like, why do you need what do you that do with it give it to yeah. an animal i yeah. guess i mean knows? i mean literally so you hire low t3 it it, it doesn't have, it doesn't matter at all dmp affects the mitochondria it actually turns off um it turns off a uh, a protein this inside it's in the mitochondrial wall um, i think it's uh like uh it016 or 0616 or something like that uh protein is inside the mitochondrial wall and this um kind of upregulates how much energy is being uh exacerbated as heat, put off as heat, right? So DMP gets into the cell, into the mitochondria, causes extreme proton release where protons are energy. Now, one thing that's super, super, super important to know as I continue here, because as I continue, you might start getting the impression like, oh man, if I take more, it's better. Like mm-hmm. a little bit more DMP, it's going to be better. Okay, you cannot die from DMP usage unless you completely overdose yourself. I think that that, that dosing is like 25 to 30 milligrams per kilogram. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have much fucking DMP. Like you got to sit there and you, I mean, you would literally have to shovel DMP into your mouth right, to be able to get mm-hmm. there. So it, it's, it's really fucking difficult to do that. How, right? how long does it stay in your system? 26 or 36, 48 hours is half-life. Okay. So, so if you're, so to, to, to have to OD from it. Yeah. You'd have to continuously take it you over have the course of several like, hours. Like you'd a day. have to take like two or three grams a day for a few months. Cause you were telling me the reason it got DMP. pulled was because obese people realized what it was doing and they're abusing it. So clenbuterol, that was clenbuterol. Clenbuterol got pulled because obese people were utilizing it for anti-obesity treatment. They saw the turnover happen. Yeah, Yeah. and then they started dying. 
Because they, they were, started popping Yeah, in, they just like started candy. taking more and more and more. Yeah. So, and I'm okay. sure DMP was rather similar. Yeah. Um, but in the uh, trials that I've read, the patient actually was delivered the pill every day. So they oh, didn't it have controlled. a bunch of pills. It was Got more it. controlled Got it. than, uh, than, than the um, clenbuterol was. So DMP uncouples the electron tr- uh, transfer chain or oxidative phosphorylation, as we elaborated upon earlier, allowing electron flow to go unchecked at maximal rate and resulting in heat production and ATP depletion. This means the flow of protons and electrons doesn't stop. It goes essentially as fast as you can possibly force it to. Mm. or you allow it to uh, or what your body's max capability is this means uh, uh, this means energy is constantly being burned mm-hmm. and, and 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 utilized mm-hmm. like in real fucking time it's it's fucking incredible but atp depletion is the key this is really 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 interesting because the only other time that you ever have atp depletion is when you're in rigor mortis rigor mortis results because no more atp is binding to the myosin head um and the muscle fibers that's when rigor mortis occurs. But when you're a living, breathing human being, there's obviously neg- there's feedback loops to everything, right? So no one has ever had rigor mortis on DMP. No one's ever had severe cramping on DMP. It's never been documented. Never once happened. The only side effects ever documented are increased heat, lethargy, which comes if you've run it too long, a temporary rash. For a temporary rash is something that can happen because it can increase the histamine. This happens like one out of every 10,000 people. The histamine um, uh, release from DMP kind of forces you to have a slight breakout, a very slight rash commonly around your torso area. And what ha- what you do when this happens, you just kind of cease the usage. You pop a Benadryl um, and then and then you're essentially good. You, once, once the rash is gone, you restart and your body's fine and you can kind of handle it at, at that point. Um, and then indigestion, if it's taken on an empty stomach, um, I never would recommend taking DMP on an empty stomach. It sounds absolutely miserable. So the electron gradient is now collapsed. So now we have proton transfer and electron transfer happening essentially unchecked. But as the gradient continues to increase, because like I said, it's going to increase your maximal output or what your realistic maximum output is. It's never going to go to 100, right? Maybe it's like 80%. But like I said, that's when feedback loops kick in. So let's say it gets that 80% mark. Well, then the transport, the electron transport becomes more difficult and the process actually slows down. So this is why when you find your peak dosage on DMP, more is not better. Most people's peak dosage, I'm going to cover here later. And I, I want you to take that very seriously when I do cover that. Um, and, and another thing to understand here is reverse electron transport flow can actually start happening here. So if you're like trying to push through this, you're trying to take DMP longer, um, you know, at, at some point you're going to stop burning as much body fat as you were at this point, we kind of want to pull it out. Right. And again, I'm going to cover the cycles later, but we want to pull it out when it kind of resets, size, allow body kind of reboot back up, allow yourself to, you, you know, the, uh, the gradients, uh, to be normal and, you know, commonly flowing here for a little bit of time. And then you start it back up and you're not going to lose anything out by doing this. You're actually going to help yourself a lot. So it's not more is better. More is more is not always better here. There's a sweet spot for everybody and you need to stay in that sweet spot until the results kind of plateau a little bit. Okay. So what this all kind of means is 
The respiratory system, the respiration chain has a safety mechanism, which allows for feedback controls. I talked about positive feedbacks, negative feedbacks, because your body doesn't let you harm yourself. Or if it's up to your body, it's not going to let anything bad um, happen to you. So if you've taken enough to create a large gradient flow, um, the burning of calories eventually is going to stop. This can happen if you like under eat when you're on DMP um, or if you're if you have a high fat diet. Um, because uh, glucose can can actually um, change the charge differentials in the mitochondria at the cell uh, at the cell surface while on DMP. So if you're ingesting carbohydrates, anyone who says not to eat carbohydrates on DMP is an absolute fucking idiot. Um, to be honest with you, a high carbohydrate is probably even better on DMP because of the change at the mitochondrial um, uh, surface at the cell surface, but. High carbohydrate diet is also going to transfer, turn into a lot of heat. So I prefer a moderate carbohydrate diet here. Anyone who says don't eat carbs or cut carbs as low as possible in DMP is an absolute idiot. Do not, do not talk to them. That's going to shorten how long their effective dosage is actually going to last. And, you know, honestly, it's, it's just going to inhibit your training sessions. It's not going to be good. It's, it's, it's not going to be a good um, uh, situation. Also, when you're really dieted, a high fat diet when you're extremely uh, when you're extremely um, dieted down does not. It's not protein sparing, whereas DMP is a protein sparing drug. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, but you have to understand carbohydrates are very important. Even on DMP, I prefer higher GI carbs. Um, I prefer fruits to be eaten here. Okay. If you go slam a bowl of like 500 grams of carbs of pasta, you're going to feel pretty miserable for an hour and a half, two hours. Um, it's just not going to be fun, but there's a lot of people who do that and they still drop, you know, a pound and a half, uh, two pounds, three pounds of body fat a week. Um, so, you know, it is possible. So to reiterate, DMP works, DMP works no matter what. No matter what, it uncouples the ETC and there's nothing you do to stop it. If you only take it for like, well, let's say you take it two days, you don't see anything. Oh, fuck, DMP doesn't work. Mm. It's not like the same people who go to the bar and like they'll have one beer and they're not like super <laughs> fucked up and they're like, oh, fuck, alcohol doesn't get me drunk. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, like <clears throat> if you're not going to do it the right way, well, don't fucking do it at all. It, just because you had one drink of alcohol, just because we have one whiskey when we're doing a podcast, doesn't fucking mean that we're going to be slammered all night, right? Like, we're going to be good. We're going to be a fun podcast. Walk out. We'll be a fun podcast. We'll just be fucking <laughs> annihilated on. But, like, DMP works no matter what. The issue is, can you stay disciplined enough while on DMP to actually allow it to work? I have literally seen people out eat DMP's metabolic performance that is they just negate it yeah they just negate it and they're like the scale doesn't move wow. the scale will drop on dmp if the scale's not dropping on dmp there's something you're doing wrong okay. period okay period every single time dmp is anti-proteolytic this means dmp does not break down protein that's because the moa of dmp uh, DMP is actually better for muscle preserving than uh, like really than, than cardio even because cardio is proteolytic, which in itself is not a reason to, um, you know, utilize DMP. If you're someone who's a good candidate for it, we can keep cardio lower. We can spare more protein, which, which means we can spare more amino acids, which means we can preserve, preserve more muscle during intense dieting phase. We can mitigate stress of the excess cardio. Um, we do all that stuff while dropping the same amount that we would with incre extremely increased cardio or even more. 
while also keeping your metabolism boosting and creating an extremely high level. So we probably don't have to pull food down as, as far as we need to, which again, if you can keep food a little bit fucking higher, you again are going to train better, perform better and preserve more muscle tissue. This isn't fucking rocket science. It's real fucking simple. And there's going to be some people listening to this podcast who really want to be anti-DMP. Mm-hmm. They really want to be angry. About sure, it. sure. Like there, there's this, uh, there's, I forget who it was, but someone shared earlier in the week, someone asked someone in a Q&A, like, have you ever used DMP? And they said, no, because um, I can actually stick to a diet. So I'm like, so again, like that's a person who okay. doesn't understand the drug at all. Yeah. Um, like, like they don't get it. Right. Because your results could be better. Mm-hmm. You observe more muscle. You can actually diet more efficiently if you add this in. Mm-hmm. And you can also diet more healthily because, mm-hmm. who, you know, who, whoever it was, I'm assuming uses quite a bit of Cytomel, quite okay. a bit of Climbuterol, okay. which are far worse for you than DMP is. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to touch on that here a little bit. So I want to, I, I, I want you to understand high fat diets coupled with exercise, lower insulin and raise glucagon levels, which cause a breakdown of protein. That's why we don't really want to have a high fat diet on DMP because you're going to break down protein because of the diet, not because of the drug. When we want DMP to do its job, which is preserve protein, preserve amino acids, it keeps nitrogen really high in the body. Even if you're not on anabolic steroids, that, that, that doesn't change it. Okay. It's proven fact 10 to 20% of energy from exercise comes from amino acid breakdown. Um, and as well as like some glutamine, um, you know, release and so which is an amino acid in and of itself. Uh, but DMP burns calories. DMP does not affect hormone levels. Someone, um, it was a while back. It was a couple months ago. To, uh, and again, in another Q and a said somehow DMP causes ketosis, but that's not, if, if you go keto from being on DMP, you're not eating enough carbohydrates. You're not even allowing it to really do its job. So mm-hmm. like, why would you even like, why even use it would be, it, it wouldn't be intelligent. Mm-hmm. It also doesn't affect insulin levels like uh GDA would um, per se. D- DMP's mechanism of, of action is very, very, very simple. It's an oxidative uncoupler. It shuts down the Krebs cycle. Nothing beyond that. It touches nothing. It doesn't touch an organ. It doesn't touch hormones. It doesn't touch anything. It shuts down the Krebs cycle. As soon as you come off DMP, Krebs cycle starts back up. Thyroid re-regulates. Your body returns back to normal immediately, right away. There's not this massive draw period of, oh my God, like I was fucked up from DMP. That's not possible. Mm. It's not possible to be. That is impossible. If someone said that, they're lying. Okay. You, you, there's no blood work that proves that. Okay. Uh, there's 300,000 people in case studies, you know, across the past hundred years that prove that it's not reality. They're based in a false land. They mm. don't understand how this drug uh, operates. DMB is not going to be advantageous to muscle building. This doesn't disagree with anything or above just because protein sparing doesn't mean that it's going to promote, um, you know, amino acid transfer and amino acid storage, right? Which amino acid storage is muscle tissue. It's not going to promote that. It's just going to prevent the downregulation of nitrogen and the usage of amino acids for energy. But you have to understand, uh, again, it, it is anti-proteolytic, but if there's not enough energy in a cell, then, you know, you're not going to build a muscle. Um, the cell still needs an abundance of energy um, to to be able to build up. Okay, I'm going to make a statement right now. I stand by this whole. This is the hill I'm dying on. DMP is one of the <clears throat> safest, if not the safest, performance enhancing drug you can take. 
I hope someone takes that and turns it into a sound piece. <laughs> oh, they do. Why? <laughs> like, like, there's people who'd hear that and lose yeah. their fucking minds because okay. they, they're not intelligent enough to struck. Okay. I just explained its entire mechanism of action. It has one purpose. It affects nothing. It does not have a single action exhibited outside of the mitochondria. Outside of a cell, DMP is nothing. Everything's normal. Everything stays normal. Nothing's interfered with. No other human interactions are interfered with. No sex hormones are interfered with. No sex organs are interfered with. Nothing in your nervous system's interfered with. Nothing anywhere is interfered with. It affects the mitochondria. It doesn't even affect the cell membrane. It affects the mitochondria. It doesn't even affect the nucleus of a cell. It affects the mitochondria. That's all it does. What's clenbuterol do? You know, clenbuterol, about 30% of the clenbuterol dosage is going to attach to your heart wall. Hmm. Man, when you're on an anabolic steroids and you're using a bunch of clenbuterol, that's not a hill I want to die on saying clen's safer than DMP. Because, man, I got a lot of data. A lot of data that says otherwise. What's thyroid hormone do? Your thyroid is one of the most important glands. It's kind of like the master gland of your entire body. Everything responds to your thyroid. So y'all are okay taking clenbuterol on T3, which we have no idea. And a female, I will. your thyroid will never return to 100% if you take T3 once. Now, can we return it to 98, 99%? Yeah, absolutely. 98% is vastly different, 100%. What if you take T3? What if you compete for 10 years? You take T3 for every single competition prep. You think your thyroid is going to be 80% functioning after that? <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> I got a lot of fucking data that says it ain't going to be. I got a lot of research that so it ain't going to be. DMP effects affects the mitochondria inside. So there's no side effects that you aren't experiencing. There's no shakes, no cramping. Every, it's the most straightforward mechanism of action. There's no negative organ interactions. It doesn't raise your internal body temperature unless you're taking super physiological doses. None of that's real. None of that's real. Like I said earlier, compare it, you know, go, go to your medicine cabinet, take everything out that medicine cabinet that you have. Look at all the side effects and, and potential interactions of that. Or if it's not listed on the, on the uh, medication, Google it. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope we're able to find the literature um, that, you know, I put on iron and selects to be able to attach here. Look yep. at side yep. effects. Of DMP. I listed every side effect of DMP. You know exactly what's going to happen. You know exactly mm-hmm. what's coming. So why are we so scared of it? What are we so scared about? The issue is people are scared of the truth. You also have to understand this. Yeah, I want to touch on that just a little bit. I want to first let you know what I mean when I say something is safe. When I say something is safe, understand it's it's more like, like are steroids, insulin, and diuretics safe? Well, yeah, but also no. It depends how you use them. Do you use them responsibly? Do you follow the rules? Do you understand the do's and don'ts? Do you understand what to look for when you're using this drug? If you fuck around, you don't do a bunch of stupid shit when you're utilizing these drugs, you're going to have a problem. Take 100, uh, 100 units of Humalog and don't eat anything for four hours. You're going to wake up in four hours in the hospital. Okay. That's not smart to do. Why so, would you so, do that? So don't do that. So I would not recommend doing that. <laughs> Inject a vial of testosterone every single day. A vial's 10 milliliters, unless your source is one that has like 20 milliliter jugs, which I'm kind of jealous of you if you have that. But 
it, inject a vile testosterone every single day. Do that for three months. Go get a cardiogram. Tell me how that looks. You know, if you don't respect the drug, bad things are going to happen, right? <clears throat> you take a container of creatine every single day. Well, fuck, your liver and kidneys are going to be really fucking upset, right? Go to your blood work done. Your creatinine levels are going to be 50,000. <laughs> I mean, I mean, every, it, it, do you respect it's what like you're, you're doing? just saying everything Not, can be abused. Everything. I mean, there's more people that die from increase <clears throat> from drinking too much water. Yeah. Per year than yeah. who die from, you know, clenbuterol, ephedrine, DMP combined. And like, you know, we say water safer than these things. No, it's about how you use it. Most people use water relatively safely. Sure. Most people use DMP relatively safely. Sure. The folks who don't are, you know, people are, oh my God, don't use that. Like, dude, you did a gram. You did a fucking gram of DMP and you ate a high carb diet. How the fuck you think you're going to feel? Like, did you think you're going to feel good? Because that just means you're a fucking idiot, right? It's like the, the thought of, you know, whatever you're searching for, you're going to find. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you can find the people perfect. who hate it. Absolutely. You're, you're going to find the people who hate it. That's why it's just like alcohol, right? Yeah. Like whatever group you want to fit into, you're sure. going to fit into, but sure. you know, the, the groups that are, you know, uh, at the extreme drastic ends of either of them are yeah. commonly idiots or whatever, like whatever thing you're trying to prove. Yeah. You'll, you'll find it. You'll I'm find sure. a way. It's just confirmation bias. Yeah. And a lot of people look for confirmation bias. Yeah. But I'm going to venture and say, this is probably going to be our most popular podcast we've ever done because there's going to be a lot of people coming on here just to get pissed off. Sure. And the reality is everything I've said is hundred percent true. It's hundred percent accurate. If you think DMP is, you know, more dangerous than clenbuterol on T3. Then I also have some oceanfront property in Idaho uh, for, <laughs> for 50 bucks oceanfront property. I've got a nice little deck on it. I got a big yacht <laughs> out there. I just don't really need the yacht anymore. Um, available for 50 bucks. You can just PayPal me and it's yours, honestly. So what's up with the fear mongering? What's up with, Oh my God, it's so scary. Like don't ever take that. It sounds so scary. DMP is easily the most misunderstood drug in the world of bodybuilding. Why is this? Well, people are way too lazy to research. I have researched this for, I was on the phone with Sam Miller yep. before we started this podcast. And, you know, he was, you know, I mean, he's fat. Everyone's fast. Every intelligent human's fascinated by this drug yeah. because of the things that it could help and solve in the world. Right. And I told him, you know, I've been researching this almost every day for six years. And almost every time I research it, I learned something new. Mm. about it and i'm really well versed in it right mm -hmm. now as you guys can fucking tell if you haven't fucking told by now then i'm not yeah, sure what you've sure, listened to sure i'm really well versed in it but every time i find I, I i realize something new or i find something new and it's fascinating mm. most people won't put the obsession into their craft mm -hmm. as i do mm -hmm. and that's i mean that's not quite frank why most coaches suck Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because they don't obsess over the crowd. They don't obsess over being right for their clients. Yeah. They more so obsess over clout chasing or, you know, whatever, you know, self-serving item they have. Right. Sure. But this is part of my craft. It's mm -hmm. a huge part of my craft. Right. Yeah. So people are too lazy, but I, I also feel like that humans like oftentimes play a giant game of telephone. It's like this in fucking politics. Too. It's like one person says yeah. something yeah. and then you go say it. It gets and twisted. Then you tell it to the next person. Uh -huh. They go tell it to the next person. They go. And like along the way, there's no <clears throat> fact checks. Yeah. And it gets twisted to be, if I tell you something good, it gets twisted to being great. If I tell you something bad, it gets twisted to being terrible. You, you know what that fucking game 
shows us. Yeah. Is that there's somebody in the fucking circle. There is. In telephone. Yeah. Who's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> but the issue is. Because well, it never ends yeah, correctly. It never ends correctly. And you always like, want it to, but somebody fucks is, it up. The issue is like, how, what if you have four idiots? You know? Like the four idiots yeah. made it more drastically idiotic sure, than what the sure, first one did. Sure. And I feel like that's what happens, you know, in the bodybuilding world. People unquestionably are like, oh, you know, clenbuterol T3, they're safe, they're fine. Wow, really? Because I have a lot of research saying they're yeah, not. Yeah, I use them in clients. Absolutely, I use them in clients. I always explain to the clients what to expect, what to happen. Same with DMP. I always educate my clients first. This is what you're going to experience. This is what's going to happen, and this is what's going to come from this, right? So education is a massive piece. But if you're really going to die on the hill of something that completely interacts with your vital organs. As being safer than something that doesn't affect a goddamn thing outside the mitochondria of a cell, then you are a fucking idiot. And there's no way around it. You're an absolute fucking idiot. And again, hey, Venmo me or PayPal me that 50 bucks. I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> have, I'll, I'll sign over that oceanfront oh, property shit. real fucking quick, right? An issue also is people do a real quick Google search. And yeah. the issue is a forum pops up. Like forums wait, wait. are terrible. Go ahead and keep talking. I'm gonna Google. Yeah. I'm gonna quickly Google. What should I? What, yeah. do, I, what do you want me to Google? look up? Like uh, DMP fat burning. Okay, like, got it. Yeah, yeah. Look up that. I would love to hear the first thing that comes up. And people just like do a super quick Google, and like they don't actually put the effort into like understand reality. Um, you know, whereas if you do super quick Google of trend. You know, which is a very popular bodybuilding drug. If you do super quick Google trend, not really great things happen and come up, right? But when you look at the sources that, you know, the trend, um, like who's talking and sharing the poor experiences of Trimbalone, they're never really people who are super intelligent. Um, you know, they probably weren't emotionally evolved enough to deal with with trend or they weren't they somewhere along the lines like there was just a they, they weren't a good candidate for it. So therefore, they had a poor reaction to it. What came up when you Googled? So they have the, you know, the little excerpt. Yeah. But yeah. first, the links, the headlines say DNP, the pills used by slimmers and bodybuilders. DNP, the dangerous diet pill pharmacist you know about. Mm. DNP, the poison fat burner. Mm. My experience is DNP, the most dangerous fat burner. Mm. Wait, a weight loss agent with significant acute, and it continues. Fetal supplement DNP making comeback in weight loss. So the excerpt says DNP has a variety of industrial uses, including the including as a, I'm going to mess this up, photographic chemical, a fertilizer, wow, a photographic chemical a fertilizer, and in the manufacturing of dyes and explosives. Yeah. It causes weight loss by burning fat and carbohydrates, in turn causing energy to be converted to heat. Dude, you know, one of my favorite arguments <clears throat> that people say is, it used to be used in explosives. I, when I read so, that, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know why it was using explosives? Remember that intense yellow color? Yeah. It's because of how fucking yellow it is. Because the yellow doesn't go away. So they'd coat it with DMP so that you would know which one's yours, which one's which, oh. which one's what. And they coat it with either wet, dry, um, or, or um, you know, other types of, of uh, dinotropanols. There's like DMP <clears throat> 2, comma, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And so like they're all different extremes of colors. Yeah. And that's how they would color code their explosives. So what's the photographic chemical? 
Uh, I don't know anything about the photographic chemical. I know the fertilizer was yeah. the same thing. It was extremely yellow. Uh-huh. And so they mix it with the fertilizer to give it an extreme yellow color because the yellow, like yellow additive, like food dye and stuff that you uh, use, yeah. it doesn't stick around. It doesn't coat to the actual um, substance okay. well enough for them to utilize. So they had to find something that's super like yellow to a fault. Essentially what they had to use. This I opened the article that references. It's a BBC article in 2018. Yeah. A 20, the first sentence, the 21 year old from, Shrewsbury, some other town, took eight pills containing DNP before she fuck. died in April 2015. Oh yeah, I remember that dude. She was a model. Eight she was pills? like, uh, yeah, she was like 91 pounds or something. She was um like super um anorexic, extremely anorexic, and like she wasn't eating or anything for the last like few days that her friends saw her, and she was like doing the DMP. She was doing like six hours of cardio like every single day, but she didn't die from DMP. She died from heart failure. She had a problem. Yeah, yeah, she had a serious issue. So like you see like that shit. Like no one does that. No one weighs that much and like does this. So that's what I mean by googling DMP versus reality of DMP. If you Google anything and you want the extreme, like Scott said, you want to you want to look for things that you're you're, yeah, you know, you're yeah. gonna find what you're looking for yeah. the reality of it is there's a half million people in america that use it every single year a half million people on average now for the last like 20 years there's been like one death associated with dmp per year on average that death is always from a very similar place as what that woman and like it was like some european country yeah, sure. was doing like that of course you're gonna die Like that's not from DMP. She died from heart failure. And so understanding what's real and what's not comes down to intense research because it's not easy to understand. If you read an article like BBC and you, you know, make some sort of decision based off of that. I mean, she took eight pills. So it's not like she took that once. If she was taking eight pills for like weeks or months on end, when you know that a, a lethal saturation dose is around 30 milligrams per kilogram, she's about 90 pounds so in kilograms. So her lethal dose is only like what, 1200 or something like that. I found something so, interesting. So her, her lethal dose 1200, all she had to do is get saturated to like that point. She was going to die. Yeah. So I, I just Googled, you can go, anybody can Google this deaths per year on DNP. Yeah. And so this is another, UK article. I don't know what Europeans are researching this right now. I think they just, I, th- I think it's just more popular in the media culture. So fatal cases combined and then MPIS, FSA and ONS data. Those are just yeah. data scientists place, I guess. I don't know. 2011, zero, 2012, two, 13, four, 14, zero, 15, seven, 16, two, what seven, at 15? I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, 16, two, 17, three, 18, five. See, and the article was in 18. And you, you, you think that, you know, in America, half a million people use it. So maybe over there, maybe 300, maybe 350. It could sure. be a half million people. Yeah, it's know. actually more easily accessible over there. It's far more easily accessible over there than it is here. It could okay. be even more. So it's it, it's you're not going to die from using the it's not. <laughs> God, even saying that is so weird. Like when when you just heard how it works, this sure, is something sure. that literally affects the mighty country of a cell, and people are like I'm going to die from it. Like oh my god, dude, it's so fun. It's it's it's, wait, wait, it's wild. Okay. I want to see how many people per year die from alcohol, just oh to see. Yeah, like ninety five thousand. Wow. On wait, yeah, ninety five thousand in the U S. per year. 
So, so y'all cool having some shots of vodka, but you're not cool utilizing something that doesn't interact with a single organ. <laughs> I don't know. See, to, to me, it's like that's a hypocrisy. That's just the idiocy of of human nature, though. It's yeah. it's the game of telephone. Well, I heard that this is and that happened, so I'm gonna believe that. Whereas, <clears throat> you know, researching and find that's why that was the reason why it took me so long to make this podcast. It's like, dude, do I really want to put like I've worked on understanding this exact drug so fucking hard for so long that do I really want to like pack all this into an hour and a half for people to fucking understand how this works like take all their work out of it because I'm almost salty that like you guys have this resource I never had a need to tune into and listen to and learn how this drug works it sucks but like this is why I'm doing it because this it's a clown show when people act like it's dangerous. Yeah, it is nothing more than stupidity and a lack of it's a lack of intelligence when you act like something that doesn't interact with anything outside the mitochondria is dangerous. Have you read this article? A, NCBI? No, I don't read shit like that. You don't read NCBI? Oh, uh, research articles. Yeah, I've read all this the is research NCB, articles. This is a, abs- a whole thing. Oh, yeah, on I've NCBI. read all those. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was curious if you read this one. Absolutely. Okay. I've read yeah. every single one. This is a huge article. So it's if you if Most you Google shit's huge. If you Google that average death per year on DNP, that's the second article. Yeah. Because they talk about the risk of the risk of death and the toxicity, the significant yeah. acute toxicity. Yeah. And I'm sure I within there, they also mention how fucking hard it is to reach that point. Like it's, I'm hard. sure. It's, it's, yeah. It's that's, that's why I referenced I, it. I, I wonder if it's a good article. It's impossible. To read. You can't fucking say it's impossible, obviously, but you have to try. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's <laughs> take eight pills. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> take eight pills when you're 90 fucking pounds and bad things and do cardio. So the reality of DMP is there's great mental clarity. It's muscle sparing. Less cardio is less stress accumulated. It targets visceral fat first, which is really, really, really big. And someone who's, you know, overweight, but not necessarily extremely obese. The body becomes extremely efficient in mobilizing fat as energy. It's anti-cancerous, directly attacks cancer cells. There's tons of trial runs since beginning in 2020 uh, using alongside the current cancer treatments to prevent the spread, like I mentioned. Uh, extreme insulin sensitizing immune system boost well how's how does it boost the immune system it's fascinating what does the immune system do to fight off infection it warms the body because most infections die in a warmer climate so the first thing an immune system does is it warms up your body so whenever you're taking dmp your immune system is actually aided by it doesn't have to regulate the um like how much uh, the, the temperature fluctuation because your immune system is going to tell your thyroid to continue cranking at a really high level Right. Actually, because that that's how the immune system controls it. It controls the thyroid. Mm-hmm. And the thyroid's going to crank out at a really high level, but then it has DMP's help alongside of it. Remember mm-hmm. earlier I mentioned you can raise one degree temperature if you have super physiological thyroid and DMP levels. Mm-hmm. Well, now your body's going to allow you to do that for you without super physiological DMP levels. Mm-hmm. So your, your thyroid is going to upregulate. It's going to crank out more than it usually does. And alongside DMP, it's going to raise your body temperature, maybe 0. 0.4.5 degrees. That's enough to kill most common infections. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Like that's, that's absolutely massive. So it helps the immune system, gives the immune system boost, extremely intense fat burning. Your basal metabolic rate raised 20 to even 50% in some folks like, 20 to 50% is pretty fucking massive. I mean, essentially what that means is you could have, you could be dieting on 3000 calories, right? 
you start utilizing DMP and, and, you know, to, to burn X amount of fat, um, you know, you need to, you know, burn X amount of calories. You essentially take DMP on a 3000 calorie diet. If it's raise your BMR 50%, that means you're really only taking in 1500. Mm-hmm. Then you take on the cardio after that and you take on the training after that. And it's even a larger discrepancy. That's why people burn so much fat on DMP. But then you're here like, well, wait, so does that mean your body only registers like 900 calories? No, your body still registers 3000 calories. Your body responds. Mm-hmm. DMP acts in the mitochondria. If it is outside the mitochondria, it is not touched by DMP. Your body only responds to what is being taken in at that point. It still acts like it's getting 3,000 calories. Hmm. Everything is functioning like it's getting 3,000 calories. But at the mitochondrial level, in the ETC, you are actually burning half of those calories off because of how much you're asking from your body. I mean, that's fucking amazing. Like that, that, like that makes dieting for a bodybuilding competition much more conducive, mm-hmm. much more conducive. Yeah. You can't argue that. And if, again, if someone wants to argue and die on the hill of arguing these facts behind DMP, you know, I, I, I encourage them, you know, share your word. You know, you can even come on the podcast and fucking argue <laughs> it. But man, it's probably not going to go very well for you, you know, in the end here. So let's talk about using DMP. I will say, I thought this podcast was going to be about two hours long, and I've done an amazing job. Fucking, I, yeah, I think I've explained are, it really well. You have. My, my, my notes are dense. Your notes are dense. Yeah, and I just yeah. kind of like read along all, all of my notes and just kind of uh, summarize them as mm-hmm. much. Because, you know, also I want people to be able to take this in. And also, I'm not sure there's another podcast covering it. I, this I, might I be know. the only podcast covering DMP. I mean, yeah. Um, and so I want people to understand reality. I just want people to have facts. Sure. In reality. I'm passionate sure. about fucking facts. Yeah. Like if DMP didn't work, I wouldn't fucking waste time. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't waste time on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd be fighting a losing battle. So I want to talk about dosages. Um, Remember, I'm not here fucking recommending you to do anything. If you're going to be an idiot on your own, be an idiot on your own. The first thing I'm going to say about DMP, if you want to use it, hire a fucking resource. Hire someone who understands how to use DMP. I'm also going to tell you, the people who understand how to use DMP are some of the best coaches in the industry and the best minds in the industry. And we are all very, very, very expensive. If you have that extensive of knowledge on this drug, then man, you really understand the synergy and, and the pharmacology of other drugs because everything else is a cakewalk compared to this. So a health dosage would be around 2 to 2.5 milligrams per kilogram. This is kind of what was used in a majority of the research that we do have on this. Um, and, and what I saw in the case studies I pulled up today um, where they totaled about 100,000 people, like I mentioned, everything was between 2 to 2.5 uh, milligrams per kilogram. Okay, A performance dosage would be around 4 to 5 milligrams per kilogram. This is where most bodybuilders um, you know, find their sweet spot and, and are able to use very efficiently. Okay. Without experience supervision, I would not recommend that a female needs to go over 150, 200 milligrams. Um, and I wouldn't recommend a male need to go over 400 milligrams, uh, unless you have very good supervision. Like I mentioned earlier, a fatal dosage would be about 30 milligrams per kilogram. Um, uh, and obviously you have to become saturated with that. Um, you know, the most important component of DMP is its saturation uh, effect here. Okay. So, um, and a body temperature rising dosage would be about half that. So, 
like you literally have to take more DMP than you're able to afford to achieve those items. It's it's not realistic. And I think about DMP, it's not bio-individual. Mm. Uh, it's, it, it reacts in you the exact same way as me. Okay. Exact same way as, you know, everyone out there in the fucking house right now. Yeah. It does. It, there's no bio-individuality. It okay. It's zero. Yeah. Okay. So keep that in mind. Everyone responds to it the exact same, unless you have a serious health condition, um, you know, that doesn't allow you to react to it. But honestly, I can't name a single one off the top of my head. I mean, they're literally like studying this to treat cancer. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a pretty it's it's pretty surefire what it's going to do. Right. Um, always start doses extremely low. Allow about a week or 10 days to adjust and feel it out. And if you can handle a bump in dose, then raise it. Uh, most people, most situations won't need more than 200 milligrams. That's kind of my favorite to use just because I still want training performance to be really high. When you do get up to the four and 600 milligram range, like I said, you know, a lot of, um, you know, bodybuilders find their sweet spot within that range. Um, when you get up there, you're going to, you're going to have a pretty big drop off in training. Um, you're going to feel lethargic. Um, you, you know, it's, think life's just going to be harder mm. and like dieting, getting peels already really hard. Um, so, you know, I actually like running the higher dose when we're further out. And mm-hmm. then if we're still running it closer, like within like five weeks, we just go really low dose. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, again, you can get a lot more accomplished, mm-hmm. um, you know, without a lot of the accumulative, uh, and oxidative stress that comes along with dieting. Mm-hmm. So literally using this makes your contest prep, much more optimal and efficient. Again, I don't say this lightly. Do not use this without expert guidance. Dude, people get addicted to the results of DMP. Like you start seeing what it can do and how quickly it can burn fat and people become so addicted to it. This is the best fat burning drug, period, bar none. Do not compare. Do not compare clenbuterol plus T3 plus carnitine plus yohimbine plus pharmaceutical growth hormone even to DMP. DMP shits on that entire stack. Mm. You want the best goddamn fat burning stack you could ever imagine. Pharmaceutical growth hormone, yohimbine, DMP, and L-carnitine. Those That's injectable L-carnitine or um, uh, Alcar, which is like 40% bioavailable. You just have to titrate the dosage towards um, you know what you actually want to get out of it, right? So taking the Alcar orally is actually fine. Um, you just, again, you like take two and a half times what you're like supposed to for your saturated mm-hmm. dose, right? Um, and it, like that, that's going to be such a wild fat burning stack. It's going to preserve a shit ton of muscle. It's going to preserve all of your muscle as long as you do it the right way. Um, and you, you're not going to get organ interaction. I mean, you want to prep healthy, mm-hmm. mitigate organ interaction. Like, like at this point in the podcast, I don't even understand why people like what people would question. Like, there's going to be 5000 people listening to this thing over the next fucking like few weeks. And yeah, like a lot of people are going to realize, oh, fuck, here's reality. Right? Sure, sure. Food. Fruit becomes my preferred carb source. Help keep your liver liver replenished. Remember, when utilizing DMP, you're going to have increased sweating. Your heat is going to the, the heat you're letting off the because the energy, the increased energy usage is going to be increased. So you're going to be utilizing more water than normal. So keeping water on two to three gallons daily is going to help you a ton. But also, when you keep liver source high, it saves you a lot of lethargy, and you know you may get longer DNP runs as well. Um, so you're going to be able to perform in the gym better if you do have a lot of fructose. Like fructose definitely becomes, like I mentioned earlier, fructose becomes my preferred uh, carb source here. So 
keep protein high. Uh, I even like going 1.5 times body weight here. Um, and myself, anecdotally, I've gone two times body weight before. Kept carbs around a gram per body weight. Uh, and then fat just kind of as low as possible. That's the best run I ever had um, on DNP. It was by far the best. I would say I was, I was dropping about three or four uh, pounds of body fat a week at that point. And mm-hmm. my my uh, training was really good. I felt really good. Um, that, that, the, the sack that I mentioned, that was when I was doing the pharma growth hormone, the um, injectable carnitine, you know, him being in the DMP was absolutely fucking incredible. Um, keep fat moderate if you're natural or low if you're using anabolic steroids, obviously moderate if you're natural to, you know, help with sex hormone regulation and all those fun things that the fats help with. Um, but keep it really low if you're utilizing anabolic steroids. Um, high carb foods, like I mentioned earlier, like with the pasta, if you eat 500 grams of pasta, if you eat a whole fucking pizza, if you eat a shit ton of ice cream, it's going to make you feel pretty bad. Um, you know, for about a couple hours to so try to stay away from high GI carbs. And also before bed, that's kind of when the myth of, um, you know, don't eat carbs before bed, they'll get sort of fat. That's kind of when that myth of don't eat carbs before bed comes more real just because it's going to increase sweating through the night. Mm-hmm. Some people sweat a lot during the night. Some people sweat a little bit. We try to find a dose where it's just manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, like where is it manageable and let's you know let's stick stick to right there uh cardio and low doses dmp if you're on dmp the only cardio you want to do is low intensity steady state okay crank down the intensity uh prolong the time if needed just a little bit uh but if you choose to higher dose and venture beyond the performance range or even into the performance range uh sometimes cardio can become counterproductive again this is just when we want to have an experienced side kind of watching and leading you here um because the cardio can become counterproductive and you can just start feeling poor. Um, and, you know, cardio is anti um, uh, it's it's anti protein sparing. It's not protein sparing, um, you know, whereas DMP is protein sparing. So it's also like if you really like offset the protein sparing side, that's, that's why this is so beautiful. Clenbuterol is not protein sparing. Thyroid's not protein sparing. Ephedrine is not protein sparing. Like this is the only fat brain drug that's protein sparing. So let's, you know, let's utilize its beauty beauty and his great characteristics for what they're worth, right? Uh, you're going to be utilizing so much more energy than ever before. This is the best, the king of fat burning. Nothing's better. Nothing touches it. It's nothing's even close to burning fat the way that DMP burns fat. Allow it to do its fucking job. Stay out of its way. Stick to the diet. Have a proper nutrition split. Don't kill yourself on cardio trying to make the results happen faster. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen faster. What you're going to do is you're going to have oxidative stress on top of the DMP that's trying to work for you. Now you're going to start working against it. Have an experienced side guiding you with this. I promise you it's going to make your job and your life so much easier. Okay. Training, when you get really lean on DMP, your training is going to be hanging on by a thread. So just adjust to this. Understand that beating logbook or adding volume likely isn't the answer when when uh, using DMP. You just want to get as close as you can to the previous week's session every time out. Okay, so if you start usage at the beginning of a prep, you're going to have plenty of energy to still beat the logbook for at least your first cycle of DMP. My last prep for the Ohio, I did three cycles of DMP where I was still beating a logbook and progressing in my training. And then finally at five weeks out, um, that was when I started my fourth cycle of DMP for that prep. At five weeks out, I 
it was it was gone installed <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean the, but if i weeks out your train probably shouldn't be progressing much <laughs> like i mean I, I was pretty fucking peeled at that yeah, time yeah um and, and so you know it didn't progress much but you're not i mean dude you're gonna have bad training sessions on dmp like don't get discouraged and i like, don't feel like shit it's part of the nature of the beast right like when you're taking dmp your goal is burning fat your goal is not a body recomposition your goal is to burn body fat period and that's what it's going to do so just allow it to like do its thing. It's protein sparing. So it's already helping you in that regard. As long as you're applying a stimulus that your body has to recover from, not necessarily adapt to, like I normally talk about, but just recover from, then you're going to be set up in a pretty good place, right? Duration, I like cycling a DMP a lot. But again, you know, this is where it depends on the person. It depends on the mental resiliency of a person. If someone's really tough, I mean, dude, there I've stayed on personally, and I, I've had clients stay on for five or six weeks. They were fine. They were tough. They're pushing. Wow. Like they're ready to go. We didn't yeah. see a drop off in performance there until the end. That's why we pulled them off and pulled myself off. Um, I actually, this is really funny. Um, I have two professional bodybuilders, uh, two, two guys who I'm really close with, and I actually helped them with their DMP uh, runs for uh, their last show. Uh, their last shows actually at this point I've helped them for a while um, they use it year round uh, one uses 50 milligrams daily and the other is like 75 milligrams every three days and I confirmed before we started this podcast with them both they're both doing that obviously I told them wouldn't say their names but uh, you you like that that low of dose um, you can get the health benefits from it and you can get and you know especially as a bodybuilder you know the anti-cancer effects that's huge um, that's, that's really big. Actually, I've had poor blood work, uh, done before, uh, after my Ohio prep. And one of the ways that I fixed it was I, uh, utilized low dose DMP, very similar to that, um, you know, while addressing some other issues and it helped me greatly, um, and, you know, getting my blood work, uh, back right and back to perfection. So again, it's about having someone who's really keen and experienced here, kind of helping you out with that. Okay. He, he, the guy takes 50 megs a day. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and that's not a lot. Today, and that's a super tiny amount. Really? So, like when he's dieting, he does like six hundred. Right. Um, and man, he can handle six hundred. We push six hundred at him for like seven or eight fucking weeks, dude. Yeah, like for me, for me, that's too much. Yeah, uh, but for yeah. him, he can handle it. And he, I mean, dude, he, yeah, he he got gnarly. Wow. In that time, but he just takes 50 milligrams, you know, year round, um, you know, just to stay, stay tight. You know, he, he has sponsorships and stuff like mm -hmm. that, that he does a lot of photo shoots for. Okay. makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it just helps him like stay tight and like, you know, he, you, you take it with some metformin and some pharma growth hormone and carnitine year round. And, you know, you can still like enjoy your life and whatnot. Um, you know, he, he, he's not someone, and I'm not someone either. Like I'm not dedicating my entire life to bodybuilding. Yeah. I'm just dedicating a massive portion of it to bodybuilding. Sure. So there's a huge difference there. Like he wants to have a pizza. Yeah. Like he wants to go out with his wife and have a pizza. Yeah, of course. Well, now he can do it and still stay really tight and mm. he can do it with consistency. Mm. It doesn't make the diet easier. It doesn't mean you're dieting easier. It just means it you're being you smarter as a human. It doesn't mean you cheat. Yeah, yeah. You, you still, especially 15 milligrams DMP, you can out eat that so easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But you just have to stay in check. It just helps like negate the effects of like, hey, being a fucking human for a little bit. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, which I think is really fucking helpful. So, um, 
I would say common run is around two weeks on, uh, take, you know, days or weeks off. Again, it's all based off the biofeedback, push diet and cardio hard, and then take another two week run where you pull cardio back a little bit, bump food up a little bit, but you create the huge deficit from the DMP. Um, and then, you know, through a 16 week prep through a 20 week prep, 14, 12, you know, whatever you do, you can cycle through it a lot and have really good results. Like the entire time you just, again, you want to have a very experienced eye and you really want to have someone like leading you here. Okay. Um, personal anecdote. I don't say this lightly. Every client that I've ever had to use it loves it. Um, even the clients who act like they fucking didn't and try to slander my name out. They loved it. And I proof of them asking me to take a shit ton more. <laughs> oh man. Like that's very common amongst my clients. Um, I've never had someone complain to me while using it, like about you know, the side effects or anything, or like they mentioned the side effects, I make sure it's cool. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's perfectly normal. We're good. We're rolling. And like, they're cool and, and fine and dandy. Like all I've ever really had is people ask me for more. Um, so now I have had clients who I brought up to and they're like, you know, they read the Google and they're like, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing that. All right, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know, we can utilize things to interact with your organs. <laughs> you know, that's the route you choose okay. to fucking take. Okay. So this isn't something I really use in bikini competitors. Um, I have helped a few coaches this year run it in uh, some girls who their physiques fell behind. They were getting ready for a national stage and, um, you know, ended up working and it, it did the job. Um, commonly, it's not something that's needed as long as you have a responsive physique. It's not something that's needed. They just don't have to get lean enough. Um, but DMP is still way fucking safer than Clin. Uh, like, like, ex like I mean, thousands of times safer than Clint. So you know, it's 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 more so just a kind of stupid fear associated with it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I, I, you know, I I think I covered this all up really well. I think I did it in a rather you know timely manner, um, which you know I wanted to do because this is a topic. I mean, really, I can spend kind of all day on, um, just like talking about it and and you know, um, just preaching more and more to you guys. But I'm gonna get the point across, and also like I don't want to. You know, I know that I'm biased because I know it's power. I've seen its power and I see how fucking good it can be. Right. Whenever something has power, it can either be used for good or it can be used for bad. That's people, that's substances, that's, you know, money, that's anything. It can be used for good or bad. And I'm passionate about this because, like, I mean, man, we can fix hypertension issues worldwide. Mm. We can fix obesity worldwide. We can fix insulin related issues worldwide. We can fix so many fucking things worldwide with this drug. I mean, potentially you can, you can cure us. You can have a cure for the spread or, um, you know, the re, uh, reoccurrence of cancer. I mean, this is a big deal. This is a really, really, really big deal. And like, I, you know, I don't get that insanely passionate or married to really anything but like this is something that can change the world and this can provide benefit to the world it's not just bodybuilding it's your mom it's your grandpa it's you know your aunt who let who you know has been dealt a rough you know set of hands in her car and and, and her uh cards in her life and you know she's really fucking fat like dude it can save her fucking life I mean, this is a big deal. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. You know, I don't um, I take pride in being a pretty fucking intelligent person. Yeah, it hurts my heart every single time I see someone like slandering something that can help so many people just because they're fucking stupid. Right. Like like stupidity hurts my heart. Mm -hmm. It really mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. And ignorance is yeah, not a good trait. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you choose to share your opinion about something you're not educated on, you're choosing to be stupid. Mm. Right. Like ignorance is just not knowing and not really looking for the right answer, but kind of saying quiet on it. Stupidity is when you like shout your stupid answer like you're it's, it's the when you shout your, of it's the action of ignorance yeah 
stupid it is the action of ignorance. Yeah. Like it hurts my heart to see that just because, I mean, man, this is something, but you know, back in the 1900 to 1960s, this was literally saving people's lives and yeah. their well-being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Like, that's yeah. not a light statement to make. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, now it's being researched yet again, uh, you know, to do the exact same thing. So I hope this helps, you know, you guys have any questions, you can always hit me up in my Q and A's. I do Q and A's every week and I'll gladly answer any questions all about this. Um, but I really hope this helps a lot of you guys. There's been a lot of misconceptions and bullshit. I know a lot of my clients have been like, dude, this idiot saying this and that idiot saying that. And I saw this idiot saying that. And I was like, you know what, man, just, if people want to be stupid, like let them be stupid. Yeah, but like, we'll try to get those notes in the show notes. Yeah. So you guys can check those out. Those yeah. references. I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope we can find those and get those. But, you know, um, I think this helps. I think this is really, really good. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, I appreciate you rating us five stars, sharing all of that good stuff. We will see you next time.